0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com guest. Now let's get on with the show. And with us right now, Karen from. Karen, you are the founding principal with Rise Projects and you're found on the web at riseprojects.com. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Josh. I'm excited to be
0: here. Well, Karen, you design beautiful spaces. I, I recommend that anyone's listening to our podcast, pull up Karen's website right now so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, if you love gorgeous architecture uh, and and just beautiful, uh, looks like both commercial and residential, am I right?
1: Correct. We like to get our hands into everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's well. What what gorgeous work that you guys have done! Like the uh, just to go through and uh, and kind of look at the portfolio. Uh, and and if if you if you're the type of personality that loves flipping through, uh, like uh, you know, I remember like flipping through like architecture magazines. Like, oh man, that's so beautiful! And that's what you guys do. You do all that stuff.
1: I feel very lucky to be able to do that. So <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right.
0: So where did Rise Projects come from?
1: Uh, Well, I founded Rise about 10 years ago and the name is actually, my middle name is Risa. And so I wanted to put a little bit of myself into it, but I kind of wanted it to be a little bit hidden too. So Mm -hmm. Rise was also had the nice connotation of something that was, you know, uplifting and all of that. So that's, that's the, the name, the origin of the name.
0: Yeah. And congratulations on 10 years as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but in 20, early twenty twenty two, we'll be there.
0: All right, good deal. So, um, yeah, go ahead and explain, like, you know, in terms of like starting and going out on your own. Was it that you, you know, you were just kind of working in the industry and you're like I think I can do better on my own? <laughs> like, what was that story?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was very lucky. You know, I started getting a couple of projects on my own that I did moonlighting. Shh, don't tell my employer at the time, <laughs> um, and and it just picked up steam and got to the point where very organically it became something that I could support myself on. And then I could support, you know, one staff member and two, and, and now we're up to 10 and it just, it's grown really organically. I feel very lucky, but I also work really, really hard. So, um, I know it's not all luck. Some of it is definitely timing. It's all about the economy and, and things like that. People build when the economy is doing well and it's much harder to be successful when the economy is slow.
0: Yeah. Well. Um. So, where do all of where does your work come from? Like, how do how do you engage with people? How do they find you? I mean, mm-hmm. how do you? Or I, I best, maybe a better question is like, how do you grow an architecture company?
1: When we started, it was exclusively word of mouth. So somebody would say, oh, you know, I worked with this woman, you should call her. And it was only friends of friends and so on. But now it's gotten to the point where we have enough presence that people know us in different Areas We do a lot of work in Fire Island, which is a small barrier island off the coast of of Long Island in New York. Um, So we have a real reputation out there. It's a small community and we get a lot of callbacks there. We also have like certain areas in New York City where people know us. And so we get called through that a lot. Um, And now we've established social media presences. Uh, We're on Instagram. It's Rise Projects NYC on Instagram. Um, So there's a lot of that kind of publicity. You know, we we don't really advertise. I don't think that really works for architects, but mm-hmm. getting coverage yeah. in press and stuff like that obviously is great. And we've been featured and won awards and things like that. So, you know, we, we do whatever we can to up our profile.
0: Yeah. Well, so you've done some really, really great projects. I'm looking through your commercial projects right now. So you did the uh, Lululemon concept store. You've worked with Red Bull. You've worked with a lot of um, players. Um, so w- what have been some of the um, big, maybe bigger projects that uh, that that you'd like to brag about? <laughs>
1: You know, for us, honestly, it's not only the scale of the project, but it's the, the heart of the project. One of my favorite projects really is a boys school that we did it didn't have a big budget it wasn't a big flashy thing. Basically, these people came to us with a 10,000 square foot building and they said we're losing students because our building is falling apart. and we need to re-envision it. And we came in and we proposed a bunch of ideas that were very much within budget, looking at economical ways to do things. And we revamped this building for them at a very modest budget on a very aggressive schedule. And when they opened the building, they had, it was a boys' school, the boys toured the people around, And, you know, people were tearing up because the boys said, I can't believe I go to school in a building that looks like this. You know, they had been in a place that was just really falling apart before. And honestly, for me, those are often the projects that I get excited about. So it's not only the the budget or the flash or whatever, you know, I love those things, too. I mean, making a beautiful home or we do a lot of work for Columbia University. So, you know, that's always exciting. Um you know but but we like doing all the different things for us having the variety in each project being fresh is really important we don't want our work to be cookie cutter
0: if we think about um karen how how a lot of commerce or a lot of uh, marketing is done today i, I think that uh, I, a lot of uh a lot of business owners are pretty savvy to the fact of if i can create or um you know if i have a beautiful, very aesthetically pleasing or visual, some sort of a visual cue that, um, hey, shoppers, come over here. Uh, we can uh, create a lot of free advertising from the investment that we make in our spaces. So, and I, again, I'm kind of coming from a consumer behavior perspective. You know, when I go into a place and there's a sense of destination, like it's visually aesthetically pleasing. I see people taking pictures all over and guess where, guess where those pictures are going. They're all going on Instagram, Facebook, you know, (laughs) everywhere else people are doing TikToks because it's like really cool. And so, you know, as a shop owner, as a business owner, you're getting free advertising. You don't, those are, that's content you don't have to pay for. And it's UGC way more effective in my opinion. You know, where where people are like, no, no, seriously, this place is legit awesome, come here. I'm gonna believe that more than, you know, the business owner themselves saying, yeah, come on down, we're cool.
1: Exactly. No, you're so right, Josh. You know, one of the things we really love to do is to take a brand and not only give them a beautiful space, but give them a face that really represents their brand. I mean, sometimes they have values of sustainability and we like to bring all their values to the fore also. So, you know, all of those kind of things are really important to us.
0: Yeah. Um, So, Karen, um, in terms of your business, like how, what did you do during 2020? Like when things kind of shut down, I know, you know, a lot of sectors got pretty impacted. Did what did you do?
1: In the very beginning, we just we retrenched and we cut everyone's salary back a bit, and everyone agreed so that we didn't have to lay anyone off. That we were going to do that, and we cut everyone's hours. Not that there was very much to do because most of our projects were on hold or on hiatus. And then we just, we met every day and it was almost like a group therapy session. And sometimes we did things like, played games, really, you know, just things for team building. But we also then, after after it became apparent that we were going to be in this position for an extended period of time, we looked at how we could use that time period to do things that were constructive and productive. And so we revamped our website. We rebuilt a bunch of collaterals for marketing um, so that we had things ready to send out. So once the phone started to ring, we were ready for those people. And we had you know, we have materials to send them, both visual and text and and all of that kind of stuff. We worked on our Instagram page. Um, so it was both some team building and um and that kind of just group group hugs mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then using the time as constructively as we could for the business.
0: How has architecture and design changed? Or have you seen any? Indication that architect architecture design has been impacted due to you know going going through this COVID thing and the social distancing and all those sorts of things. Have have you have your clients responded or have you seen movement in the oh, we have new considerations now for the future? We're always going to want X?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, first of all, um, in homes are just the the residential market is out of control right now. Yeah. So, you know, people are, have been spending a lot of time at home and they also have ideas now that they've been spending all this time at home. They're looking around, they're saying, Hey, we should really do this. We need a space where we really can work when the kids are home, that's quiet and so on. So the residential market has been, I think, forever altered. Um, But also all the supply chain, all the transportation issues that are being seen across the board in the economy is definitely true in building. Um, timber was way, way more expensive. It's become a little bit more moderate now. Some of those pricing things are coming down, but still, you know, you want a certain refrigerator, you might have to wait six months for it. So there's all those kinds of things that were playing yeah. with. windows are back ordered for months and months. So it's just, it's changing the calculus of how long it takes to build, how much it costs to build, and also looking for innovative ways to, you know, speed up the process or order things in advance so that by the time you're ready for them you actually have them.
0: Yeah. Um for someone uh Karen that let's say they're getting into architecture design today and they want to go out on their own, what advice would you give them kind of coming if they're coming into this in 2021?
1: I mean, I think it's a great time right now. I mean, if, if you're out there, I want to hire you, first of all. <laughs> ah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw there. that on your LinkedIn. You're very, yes, very actively hiring.
1: <laughs> we need people. Um, but if you are going out on your own, I mean, architecture is not for the faint of heart because the truth is that, you know, a couple of projects get stalled and all of a sudden your revenue is down. And then the next day the phone rings and your revenue is back way up. And it, it's always a little bit of a roller coaster. We've gotten to the size now where we feel like we've evened that out. But in the beginning, you definitely... Definitely kind of ride with every single project and bite your nails until it's done. And and you have to be invested and willing to go for that ride. So,
0: So, um, what did you work on? So, it looks like you did some work on the World Trade Center Memorial.
1: We did a proposal for the World Trade Center Memorial. We did, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, good deal. And and uh, you know, I boy, I'm just like I said, if you want to follow uh, a good I would imagine let me pull up your Instagram. I bet your Instagram is awesome too. Yeah, look at that gorgeous. Yeah, so if you want to follow a good Instagram, it's Rise Project S N uh, Rise Projects NYC. Um, so you can kind of see the, the great work. So Karen, what are you looking for right now in terms of business? Like what, what do you need or kind of what where do you see yourself going over the next 12, 24 months?
1: I mean, we're we're growing rapidly, and I see us getting bigger and better projects. Um, You know, we're doing more and more freestanding work. We've always done a lot of freestanding residential work, but we're starting to get freestanding commercial work. And we're really excited about that. It's a new challenge. And, you know, we like to say we turn obstacles into opportunities. So, like, we love Mm -hmm. when something is challenging to us and we have to figure out a way, you know, through kind of design thinking to make the best of that. And so, you know, we're looking forward to all those challenges and to just doing bigger and more public work.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, good deal. Um, so Karen, um, you know, for, um, architecture and design, I, I don't, I would imagine, you know, aside from just the COVID stuff, right. Is, you know, trends, um, even prior to, um, you know, it, it, you know, th- you know, I, it's architecture and design is it's, 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 it's a constantly moving target, Um, and what are some of the major things like so? If let's say someone is, you know, they're going to be investing in commercial property today and they're walking in and they're like, what should we be thinking about here? Like we got this big space, we're gonna have, you know, we're gonna fill it up with some employees. What what kind of things that you know should they be considering today? Like as just a, you know, a a a business and it's they're building office space. Aside from having dividers and all, you know, all the very practical things.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think the biggest thing is sustainability right now Mm. from a kind of pragmatic perspective. People are trying to figure out how to use materials that have a lower carbon footprint. How do we use less energy? How do we make this a well space, a healthy space that has lots of fresh air? You know, all the things that COVID has taught us. Um, So I think all on the On the functional side, that's what's important. And then on the kind of design side, I would say, you know, to me, the most important things are lighting. How do we create flow in this space? How do we make it inviting? And how do we make a workplace that people really wanna be in that they're happy to come to every day? Because I think that actually produces workers who are both happy to be in the workplace, but then who are more efficient and more effective. And so we feel like we can bring real added value by creating great spaces out of, out of, you know, nothing essentially.
0: When somebody has uh, an architectural and design challenge, they are like, wow, um, you know, this, you know, we definitely need to bring a pro in. Like how, what does engagement look like with you? Like, um, uh, you know, someone, I I don't know if most people just have nothing but question marks above their, do do most people have a lot of ideas or do most people like we have no clue? Um, And then, you know, kind of coming in, what does the next 90 days or, you know, three, four months look like with you when they start that work?
1: I mean, it definitely, our clients run the gamut. We have clients who come in and they have a very clear idea of what they want. And we also have clients who come to us and they're like, we've never done this before. We don't know what to do. We need you to guide us every step of the way. And, you know, we're happy to help no matter what it is, whether it's kind of a collaborative effort or whether we're really leading the charge. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what we first like to do is really understand what the site is, what the parameters of the project, whether it's budget timeline, all of those kind of things so that we know we can work constructively to meet the owner's goals. And, um, And then we like to listen. We have a lot of questions in the beginning about what the purpose of the project is. What do they hope to accomplish out of it? You know, and what would what would, for example, help make better workers? How you know, what kind of work do they do? Understanding something like that to us is important um, if we want to create a space that is as optimized as possible.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, and so for the future, um, I know you do a lot of work up in the in, in the northeast, but um you've you've also done work outside the region. So anyone that's listening to us, they're like, oh, I need an architect, I need someone to help us out here because our our workspace <laughs> we we need Karen. Uh feel free to call me. Okay. And, and uh, how do you engage? uh, Do you do do a lot of engagement virtually? Like, how does a long distance project work? Or are you coming down and spending time on site? And
1: it really depends on the scale of the project. A lot of the time we do have someone on site or we want to find somebody local who can execute because it's good to have somebody there, especially once a project goes into construction. But certainly mm-hmm. on the design side, we can do that you know, largely virtually. I mean, we've done so much over the past year and a half through Zoom that we've really become experts at it. And we can share our drawings on Zoom. We often send our clients if they're not local, we send them samples because seeing seeing real things is really important. Looking at them on a screen is never the same. You don't see the texture and the color accurately. Um, So, you know, so that's very easy to do. But we like to have someone who can manage the project once it hits construction, whether it's someone from our team or someone local that we find to ally with.
0: Yeah, excellent. All right. Karen from your website is riseprojects.com. When someone goes there, what, what would you recommend aside from me, uh me promoting the visual stuff? Go look at the portfolio. Go look at the client work. Uh, because you not not only is it is it great designs, great photography as well. Thank you. Thank you. But, and I'm but, always sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, aside from that, where where would you how, what would you recommend in terms of you know folks connecting with you, engaging with you?
1: Yeah, no. The easiest way to reach me is always by email. My email is karen at riseprojects.com. And feel free, if you have a question or a concern or just want to know a little bit more about architecture, I'm always happy to just engage. So feel free or direct message me on Instagram. So either one of those is a great way. And, you know, we're, we're happy to talk to anyone about any any project or, pro, you know, problem, large or small.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right, Karen from again, uh, you are the founding principal of Rise Projects, found on the web at riseprojects.com. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thank you, Josh.